22nd, we stop our consecration. And we're going to march 22nd to Easter. And I know this sounds crazy, but I am going devil hunting. I'm going devil hunting. I believe in God that during this consecration, and I wrote it down right here, same word you use. We're going after five things. We're going after discouragement, driving out discouragement. We're going to drive out depression. We're going to drive out disease. We're going to drive out disappointment. We're going to drive out division. And for marriages, we're going to drive out divorce. Uh, and, and you may say, where did this come from? I, I am tired of hearing the devil just wreaking havoc in our children, in people's lives. I have never seen a season where people are so depressed and discouraged and full of anxiety. And I heard the Lord say, what are you going to do about it? And even uh, while I was in service, I usually don't take up my phone, but while I was on service, uh, there's one young man out of state who he, he asked me, he said, uh, um, would you mind being my, my, my intercessor because I have been demonized for five years. And he texted me and he said, uh, I know this is not a good time to call you, but I'm really under attack. And as he, as I looked at it, he, I saw the words, I will worship you always. And I texted him back and said, what do you do when you're being demonized? And he said, I quote the scriptures, I pray scriptures. I said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pray worship music in your house. And I want you to sing and weaponize your worship. Because the Bible says in Psalm 22, verse 3, that God will be enthroned on the praises of his people. And when praises come in, the devil has got to go out. And our tendency is, come on, let's be honest. Our tendency is, is that when we're under demonic attack, when we're, when we're overwhelmed, our tendency is to either do one or two things, complain or be quiet. And none of those move the devil. And I can almost guarantee you that most of us do not begin to praise God to get out of the prison of our circumstances. So it's time for us to do, well, what if I don't feel like praising him? Well, it doesn't matter how you feel. It matters what you do. Amen. You want to drive discouragement out of your house? Begin to praise the Lord. That's why David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. 
his praise shall continue to be in his mouth, my mouth. Mark chapter 7, verse 24 to 30. James chapter 5, verse 11. And Job chapter 4, verse 10 to 12. I want you to get ready because the Bible says if there's any sickened among you, in James chapter 5, call upon the elders. They will anoint you with oil and the prayer of faith will make you well. I can't control the healing, but I can control my obedience. Turn your name and say, stop worrying about what God will do. In other words, usually what happens, we say things like, well, what if nothing happens? Well, if nothing happens, nothing happens. I can't control what happens, but I can control my obedience. I didn't, the Bible says, Bible says this way, Paul plants, Apollo waters, but only God can make things grow. Amen. Amen. And so um, Mark chapter 7, verse 24, and homework next week, read Mark chapter 8. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre. He didn't want anyone to know which house he was staying in. Very important. He didn't want to know. He didn't want anyone to know which house he was staying in, but he couldn't keep it a secret. Right away, a woman who had heard about him came and fell at his feet. The little girl was possessed by an evil, foul spirit. And she begged him repeatedly, cast out the demon from her daughter. Since she was a Gentile born in Syrian Phoenicia, Jesus told her, first I should feed the children, my own family, the Jews, it's not right to take food from the children and throw it to dogs. She replied, why are you calling me a dog for? I'm going to knock you out. No, she replied, that's true. Tell the person next to you, no matter what Jesus says, just tell him he's right. That's the problem with some of you. You don't tell the Lord he's right. You have victory, the Lord says. But you say, but God, you don't understand. God says to you in your spirit, I have healed you. But you say something else. You just need to say to God, you're right. She says, that's true, Lord, but even the dogs under the table are allowed to eat the scraps from the children's plate. Good answer, or God answer. He said, now go home. The demon has left your daughter. And when she arrived home, she found a little girl lying quietly in bed, and the demon was gone. James chapter 5, verse 11, and this is the NIV. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. It's not going to come easy. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Well, James, what did Job do? Job chapter 42, verse 10 to 12. 
when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. So the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life even more than the beginning. I want to speak to you on the subject foul. Foul. And I want to cover three things. I want to talk about the challenges, the circumstances, and the compensation. The challenges, if you're taking notes, the circumstances, and the compensation. Here's a situation. The situation is this Canaanite woman, this woman who's a Gentile, her daughter is being harassed by a evil spirit. And many instances in the New King, Jer- King James Version or the King James Version, usually a demonic spirit, an evil spirit, is called a foul spirit. Are you with me so far? And the word foul means grossly offensive to the senses. Grossly offensive to the senses, meaning it can be offensive to touch or offensive to smell. Are you following me so far? And so um, when you talk about offend, uh, it is, it is um, our foul, offensive to the touch. When you play basketball, come here, Naomi. And so when you play basketball, uh, I want you to just stand in front of me. You're the ball player. Now you can turn around. Okay. And so can you palm that? you find that? Okay, good. Close enough. Okay, so I don't want you to bounce it, but so this is the basket. Are you following me? And when you play the game of basketball, um, usually the defender tries to make sure that the person with the ball does not score. Okay? You cannot score without the ball. Are you following me? You can fake layups, but if there's no ball, you cannot score. Are you following me? So we we talked about, again, we talked about the challenge, which when we talk about challenge, we're talking about uh, what's ahead of you. When we talk about circumstances, we're talking about what's around you. And when we talk about compensation, We're talking about what's awarded to you. So when we talk about uh, being uh, challenged, meaning what's ahead of you, there's some of us who, when we see what we're facing, we don't even make an attempt to score. It's like what Elder Nita said. We wake up and we see what's ahead of our day or the day ahead of us and we say I'm not even going to get out of bed and and, and so I'm going to call that so that's one foul meaning meaning this this is a foul spirit that will keep you from even trying to score so for example let's say let's say you're let's say you're bouncing the ball okay you don't have to bounce it and let's say you're bouncing it this is what I want you to do I want you to start right here, and I want you to just fake out your bouncing it, and you're trying to get here to score, okay? And so you don't have to bounce it. Just fake like you're bouncing it. 
Fake like you're bouncing it. Fake like you're, like you're bouncing it. Okay. Now, what's that called? A blocking foul. That's a blocking foul. And so, what do you mean a blocking foul? A blocking foul means that I saw you trying to score, and I just stepped in front of you, and I blocked you. Are you following me so far? And, and, and so what happens is that God, the enemy sometimes sends a demon to create a blocking foul. Okay? And then there's, then there's, okay, get back there. So I talk about the challenges that are ahead of you. And then I talk about the circumstances that are around you. Now that's different. So we have, uh, why don't you try again? Okay, this time she kind of gets by me. But I either do one of these two things. I either hit her, okay, or I grab her, okay? That's another foul, okay? And the point is, is that what happens many times is that you may get by the enemy, but he plays dirty. And so as you're going up for your layup, let's go up for your layup, he hacks you. He pushes you. Okay? She's giving me that look like you pushing me again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I've seen that look somewhere before, but uh, uh, I'm just not going to say from who. Hey, thank you very much. Okay? Very good. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, keep it there. Then, of course, the last thing is there is the, as I said, there is the block. There is the blow, which is what some of you are going through right now. And then there's the basket, meaning you score. What does it have to do with this story? This woman has challenges up ahead of her. Number one, Jesus comes to her region let me give you a quick text, a quick uh, context. So Jesus is arguing with the religious leaders. They came all the way from Jerusalem to argue with Jesus about what's clean and what's not clean. And they're arguing with him with religion and, and the fact that, hey, you got to wash your hands before you eat and or you, before you take, wash your cup and whatnot, because why it's defiled if you don't wash things. And so Jesus leaves them. He goes into a Gentile region. Are you following me? He goes into a region that's non-Jewish and he, he tries to slip into his house, into a house with his 12 disciples because he wants to have a private lesson with them. Okay. So, so he slips into a house. He doesn't want anybody to find him. And he's in this house with his 12 boys because he's going to teach them some things. So the point is that Jesus, the challenge that she has, number one, is that Jesus doesn't want to be found. And for some of you, you're like, where's God? And God is saying to you, if you want me, you're going to have to seek me with all your heart. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 6 says, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. He wants to be found by you but, and I, but we're going to have to work for this. Secondly, this is deep. She's a woman in a man's world. Thirdly, She's not only a woman in a man's world, she's also a Gentile, which means that just her being around Jesus will defile Jesus. The rabbis taught men to pray this prayer. They would 
literally every day they'll say, God, I bless you that I'm not, that I'm not an animal, that I'm not a slave, that I'm not a woman, and that I'm not a Gentile. This is the prayer that Jewish men were taught to pray every day. So this Gentile woman walks up to Jesus and says, I need you to heal my daughter. That takes guts. So praise God, at least she got by the challenge, but now she got to deal with circumstances. What's the circumstance? The circumstance is that when she finally gets to Jesus, finally finds this man who nobody want, who, who nobody can find, finally uh, gets the gall to come up to him as a female and as a as a non as a Gentile. Jesus, heal my daughter, and the Bible says Jesus ignored her. What do you do when God is silent? Jeremiah writes a song, Lamentations. You need to understand Lamentations is not the happy song. He writes this song during a time that the temple, the temple is burnt to the ground. Jerusalem is wiped out. And he writes this song. And the song he writes is, it is good for a man to quietly wait on the Lord. And some of you need to understand that God sees your situation and know, and know things may be quiet. He still sees and hears where you are. The disciples in the midst of all this, they say, get rid of her. So she's dealing with Jesus, quiet, silence. She's dealing with his disciples saying, get rid of her. What does it, what does that, what, what does, what does that stand for? That stands for those of you who you have circumstances coming against you and the circumstances are saying, why are you even praying? Why are you even fasting? Why are you even going to church? This stuff doesn't work. Get rid of trusting Jesus. And then finally when Jesus speaks, he says to her, I haven't even come here for you. In other words, not me. Look, have you ever, have you ever, have you ever walked into a conversation or a group and everybody looks at you like, what are you doing here? Can I get a witness? And, and, and hopefully you can pick up social clues. <laughs> Have there been one around, one around one of those people who don't get the clue? Like, <clears throat> uh, uh, I remember, what was I? I, was, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday we, we were, we were uh, in the men's group, okay, men's breakfast. And, you know, I... I came and I sat down with the guys and everything went silent. Okay. Now, I, I, now, now it wasn't, no, it wasn't purposeful, but I, I have a high EQ. So first of all, I was like, well, maybe 
I'm the bishop and maybe they don't want to say anything. So I said, is it my deodorant? And they all started laughing. But my point is, is that turn your name and say, neighbor, pick up some social clues. So she, she walks in and Jesus is having a private lesson with his boys and he ignores her. They're like, send her away. And finally Jesus says, I'm, I'm not even sent to you. It's not appropriate for me to give my bread to these Jewish males and give it to you, little puppy dog. Now, some of you all would have said to Jesus, Jesus. In fact, you wouldn't have called him Jesus. You you would have called him Jesus. (laughs) You went all Spanish on him. (laughs) Ah. But she says, her response is, yeah, you're right. I am a dog. But even the dogs get the bread that are falling from the master's table. And Jesus was like, oh, my goodness. Great is your faith. She persevered. And she agreed with Jesus, and she got blessed. I could I could draw out this sermon, but I won't, because really the point of the matter is, is that I believe God is challenging many of us that if we want to score, you're going to have to persevere, and you're going to have to you're going to have to believe this word. The word of the Lord, I think Psalm 119 says, the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. We we have to believe the script. If he says, I inhabit the praise, then you must praise him. Even when you're crying, even when you're weeping, it doesn't say praise him, but not when you're, not when you're weeping, not when you're, not when you're, not, you can, you can even praise God with a bad attitude. My heart ain't right. So what? Just make your mouth right. I, as I said, I like what uh, Sister Jen uh, De La Guardia said at the marriage retreat, that if you say something long enough, your heart will follow what you say. The problem is, is I don't want you mad at me. So turn your name and say, neighbor. The problem is, your mouth ain't saying anything. One of my fav- favorite things to travel with is Febreze. You know, you walk into some place and it, you know, maybe stuff is smelling a little foul. Mm-hmm. And so I spray my little Febreze, okay? And it may not remove the odor, but it covers it. Mm. And, and, and my point is, whew, is that some of you, your situations stink and God is saying 
I wish you would spray some air freshener so that the atmosphere around you will change. What do you mean? Oh, this is bad word right here. When they crossed the Jordan, the first place they came against was called what? Jericho. That's not a deep question. Jericho. The walls were, were, were just so high and so thick that no one could get in. Are you following me? What was, mm, shout me. What was the tactic? What was the strategy that got them into Jericho? Praise, praise, praise. Am I right? Praise. Oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Girl, you better give me five. Jericho did not become Jericho till Israelites got there. I can feel like running around this church, but I can't because the enemy's messing with my knee, but I'm going to be healed pretty soon. Repeat this after me. Jericho doesn't become Jericho until I arrive. No, 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 you no, 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 no. Don't shout yet. Because Jericho in Hebrew means the place of fragrance. So God is basically saying, this place isn't a place of my fragrance until you stop praising me. And when you start, mm, the Bible says they walked around. You, mm, you need to walk around your situation. I bless you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I glorify you, Lord. Some of, mm, some of you, mm, some of you need to walk around your stinking house. And thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless your name, Jesus. I'm getting this foul spirit out of my house. I'm getting, I'm hit. Devil, get out. Get out, 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 get out. Some of y'all have stale air in your house. You're stuck. You need to open up the windows of your heart, first of all. Open up your big fat mouth that's been complaining all of 2020 and say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. And where praises are, devil, you got to get out of my house. Where's your praise? Where's your praise? Where's your praise? Where's your praise? Stop waiting to feel good. Give him some praise. Get the devil out of your house. Get that atmosphere out of It's time for some spring cleaning. I said it's time for some spring cleaning. You've been complaining all last decade and nothing has happened. You something different. Get that foul spirit out of your house. Get discouragement out of your house. Get disappointment out of your house. And praise him. Praise him. Praise him from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. I'm going to praise you. In the midst of my tears, I praise you. 
while I'm wiping my nose, I praise you. Hallelujah. Even while I think I'm going crazy, I'm still going to praise you. Hallelujah. 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 David found the secret. David found the secret to Elder Anita. And that is that you need, if you, you can't affect a thing until you speak to a thing. The Bible says, oh, in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, he says, So shall my word be, which go forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void, but it will prosper in the thing, in the thing, in the thing, in the thing, in the thing that is sent. You got to speak to the thing. Have you ever noticed everything that Jesus wanted to affect, he, had a, he spoke to? When the man was deaf, he spoke to his ears. When, 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 when the storm rose, he spoke to the storm. When Lazarus was dead, he spoke to Lazarus. You got to speak to that depression. You got to speak to that discouragement. David, when he was, when David, when he was depressed, he said, he spoke to his soul. He said, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul. Why are you quiet? Hope in God. I will yet praise him. He spoke to his soul. When's the last time you spoke to your soul? Stop whining. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Through God, you're a victor. Stop acting like a victim. Open up your mouth and praise him. Taking the devil's blow, hit him back. Shera kababa wakute, he sherebe katara bokata, he shebaka ratara bokata. I bless you, Lord. 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 I want the elders to come. I want the elders to come, and we're going. If you are sick, if you are discouraged, if you're wrestling with a disease, if you're wrestling with disappointment, division, divorce, trying to get in your family, we are going to anoint you. We're going to anoint you with oil. And then after we anoint you with oil, shirabokata, after we anoint you with oil, I'm going to have you speak to your mind. And I'm going to have you speak to your emotions. And, and when you speak the word, your mind and emotions will align with the kingdom. And you may say, well, what if I don't feel anything? We don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. I said we walk by faith. We walk by faith. And I want you, from this moment on, I want you to begin to practice. Huh? Practice getting that foul spirit out of your life, out of your thinking, out of your situation. Ah, you've got to have a faith that will outlast the devil. What if nothing changes tomorrow? That's all right. You need to tell the devil, 
I, my faith is going to outlast you. The reason why Job got out of what he went, went through, he said, all the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait till my change come. And even if he slays me, I'm still going to trust in him. Oh, that's a faith that outlasts the devil. And I bet for some of you, the reason why the devil's still messing with you is because he knows you ain't really serious about this. So he manipulates your situations and your circumstances so that you'll start to complain instead of compliment God. I want you to put your hands on your mind right now. Put one hand on your head and one hand on your heart. I want you to just repeat these words. The blood of Jesus frees my mind, frees my heart from dead works, dead perceptions, dead thoughts, so that I can do the will of God. For I have the mind of Christ. Today I have the mind of Christ. Amen. 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 Speak to your mind. Speak to your attitude. May you watch and see. Things will change.